This is your Classical Break, your daily dose of classical music. I'm Tyler Alderson, and today we're finishing up with Schumann's Chrysleriana. We've talked about two of the main influences on this piece. The character Johannes Chrysler from the mind of the writer E.T.A. Hoffman, and Schumann's own characters of Florestan and Eusebius, who embodied what he saw as the two halves of his personality. But you can't talk about this piece, or really any of Schumann's music, without talking about the most important person in his life, his wife, Clara. She wasn't yet his wife when he wrote this. She was the daughter of his former piano teacher, only 19 years old, but a well-known virtuoso pianist. She had been a child prodigy going on her first European tour at the age of 11, and Schumann fell in love with not only her as a person, but as a musician. She was not only his muse, she was his staunchest supporter, both in the figurative, artistic sense and in the more literal, monetary sense, since her performances earned much more than his compositions. Before they were married, they sent many letters back and forth, which give us a great insight into what Schumann was working on. He writes about this piece in one of those letters, telling her, quote, Since my last letter, I've finished another whole notebook of new pieces. I intend to call it Chrysleriana. You and one of your ideas play the main role in it, and I want to dedicate it to you. Yes, to you and nobody else, and then you will smile so sweetly when you discover yourself in it. Schumann's music is full of messages to and ideas from Clara, sometimes obvious, sometimes only apparent to the two of them, but always there. In fact, writing and music formed a huge part of how the two of them communicated even after they were married. They were reportedly fairly awkward people, not very well suited to social situations, and even though they loved each other deeply, their difficulties with interpersonal communications might have spelled trouble for their marriage. But they were able to be a lot more open in writing, and they even kept a joint diary for a few years. In it, they expressed everything that you might expect in a diary, only both of them could read it. So if Robert was annoyed or Clara was concerned, they could discuss their issues without having to actively talk about them. Their letters had a similar purpose, and both were much more effusive and eloquent than they could be face to face. And the same was true in music. The feelings that Clara stirred in Robert are evident throughout Chrysleriana, mixing passion with the sadness of being away from his love and his fear of losing her. Here, the passions ramp up as we get towards the end of the piece, with the three movements marked first very slowly, then very fast, and finally fast and lively. But we don't get a satisfying grand finale. Maybe Schumann realized that his and Clara's story was far from over. Here's Peter Bradley Fulgoni with the 6th, 7th, and 8th movements of Schumann's Chrysleriana.
It's a very strange ending to the piece, and given Schumann's whole idea... It's a very strange ending to the piece, and given Schumann's whole idea of the dichotomy between the passionate side and the more dreamy side, I've often wondered if this is him drifting off into a dream. Thanks to Peter Bradley Fulgoni for putting this up on MuseOpen.org, and thank you for listening. If you have the chance, please rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're getting it. I'm Tyler Alderson, and tomorrow for your classical break, we'll be listening to a wind quintet written by Giuseppe Cambini. I'll see you then. <laughs>